Welcome to the Life Atelier podcast. I'm Emma Lavelle, I'm your host, and we're back. It's been a whole month since I recorded the last episode and published. And yeah, it's been it's been busy, but not busy. I just had to go into hermit mode. I found that creating creating new courses, creating content can be really quite energetically intensive and um and the way that I balance that is to just do long walks with Rita every single day and I really focus on sleeping enough and I started I started doing yoga about a month ago and um in a very unorganized and unstructured way I basically have two times a day where I have to be on my mat and I just do whatever I'm feeling like, 15 minutes, half an hour. And yeah, I open my Deliciously Ella app, which is like my, my PE teacher. And it reminds me to be healthy. And it's pretty good. And I think I'm getting a little bit stronger because I have um, Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. And usually I can't even open water bottles. But I'm noticing that I can, I can support my own weight for a few more seconds than previously. So that's a good thing. So today's topic is related to that. It's about this idea of finishing your goals and what do you need to do to finish your goals? And I'm doing this from a very admittedly smug position <laughs> because I have finally created the Minimalist Business School, which is the part of the Life Atelier that I have been dreaming of and I've had the framework for for more than a year. And it's been in a pink moleskin notebook, all written out, ready to go, in the back of my wardrobe, waiting for some mystical time when I would be able to do it. And a month ago, I implemented some changes and and I've managed to, to get it done, get it ready and get it out into my students. So I wanted to talk about the lessons that I've learned from this experience and hopefully they'll help you too today. So the first thing is about setting goals and why they haven't worked in the past. And I realized that my goal setting was very grabby and very wanty and frantic. And I would set these enormous goals, create gigantic plans. And this is a pattern I've had since high school. Um, I don't know if I had it earlier than high school, I don't remember. But but in high school, I would spend absolutely hours planning perfect study plans, but not actually studying. I love the planning. I delight in the strategy. But really, it's the action taking that makes all of the difference. Now, you might be listening to this and thinking, yeah, I know. <laughs> and if you are, good. I was too. The next question to ask yourself is, have you done what you wanted to do? And if you haven't, it might be one of these three problems. Because I also used to listen to coaches talking about, you know, uh, insight to action, um, decision, and then implement. And I would think, yeah, 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 great. Yeah, I'm doing that. But actually, I wasn't doing it. And, or I was doing it badly. So the first reason was this lack of pacing myself. And this is where the franticness comes into it. I would set these enormous goals of, I'm going to launch a community, I'm going to launch a school, I'm going to start a podcast. And I would just literally in my brain say, right, I'm just gonna work until it's done. 
And, <laughs> and I would do it, but I wouldn't sleep and I would end up feeling incredibly resentful and even at one point realized that I had built an entire school, an entire program, an entire community, and I didn't want it. What I wanted to be doing was what I'm doing now. So when you set your goals, instead of just putting a minimum, this is a concept I learned about in Effortless by Gregory McCown, who wrote the book Essentialism, which you might be familiar with, but Effortless is also very good. He talks about setting an upper bound as well. So you say, I will do no less than and no more than. So this for me looks like I will work on my business no less than one hour a day, no more than three hours a day. Because if I do more than three hours a day, I don't have enough space to check in with myself and to check, okay, am I doing things for the right reason? Is this necessary? Am I using full energy? And if you're not convinced by this, something else I heard on an interview with, I think, Vicky Louise, the coach, she said that one hour of working in flow is the equivalent to five hours of regular work. So putting that upper bound limit means that you're really focusing on the quality of what you're doing. So that's the first step, the first tip. Set an upper bound Finish your goal to make sure that you have included breaks and pacing yourself. And also, try and enjoy the journey. I'm going to do a longer podcast about enjoying the journey next week. But yeah, enjoy the journey. It's really important. And people feel it. They can feel the energy. Okay, the second thing that I had massively missed was self-worth. I realized this when I experimented with saying my goals out loud. And I said to myself, I'm building a life coaching practice that's going to help thousands of people to live lives of joyful freedom by building their own businesses. And the first time I said it out loud, I laughed. I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it out loud. I was in my car and I couldn't say it out loud. So that told me immediately, I don't really, at the time, I didn't believe I could do it. So this is where I kind of paused as well this last month, was working on my self-worth and identifying what are the beliefs that mean that I don't think I can do this, this big goal that I've set myself, when actually all the evidence suggests that when I decide to do something properly, I do it, and okay, it might cost me a lot of energy, <laughs> it might cost me some crying in the bathroom, but, but I get it done. So the evidence doesn't support the belief and the self-worth. So think about your big goals and just think about, do you actually believe you can do them? Or even little goals, you know, um, I'm going to try and do a whole podcast episode without mentioning sleep. But if you're not getting enough sleep, or you're not eating properly, or you're not exercising, why is that? You don't think you're worth it? You don't think the time is worth it? What's going on there? So investigate that, really important. And also, once you believe you can do something, you have so much more energy for it because you you know you can do it. So it's like, why wouldn't you do it? You know, why wouldn't you pace yourself, enjoy the journey and take those steps? The third thing that was happening with my goals that was a big problem was, I've spoken about this before, but it was the idea or the, the activity of outsourcing my authority. So instead of looking inwards and looking at, okay, what do I want to create? How do I want it to look? How do I want it to be delivered? Looking at what other people were doing. And 
joining courses, following what they said to do religiously, but not actually checking in with myself to see if it would work for what I'm creating. As soon as I started to do that and started to catch myself, you know, if I was writing a sales page, instead of quickly going to have a look at what someone else has done, stopping, interrupting and saying to myself, okay, what do you want to do? What do you need to do here? Okay, Rita's um, growling in her sleep. That's the noise. I apologize. <laughs> so <laughs> she's fine. She's asleep. But this has been massive. Instead of outsourcing my authority, checking in with myself and deciding that I am the best authority on what my clients, what my students need, and also what I need. And often what I need is actually best for my clients. My clients and my students don't need a 60 minute video to watch if they can get the same information in a 20 minute audio lesson. They don't need five calls a week if they've got me on Voxer and they can send a quick message. And they just, and sometimes they don't even need to use that. They just need the security of knowing I'm there for them. So think about yourself, what's good for you? What's good for your clients? How can you find that balance? And this applies to anything in your life. You know, if you've got a new baby and you're constantly worrying and you're reading lots and lots of books about what to do and they all have conflicting information and your friends are giving you conflicting information and your parents are, look inwards. What do you think you need? What do you think your baby needs? And feel that you can trust yourself. Or with food, you know, with intuitive eating or self-care. You can apply this all over. All I'll say... We're now at the barking phase of Rita's dreaming. Uh, all I'll say is this takes practice. It's not easy, okay? And, and that's okay. That's part of the journey. So if you would like more support with the things that you're working on, with your big goals, I've just put um, the first lesson for the Minimalist Business School, which is exactly this topic. It's about how to invest in self-trust and how that relates to your business. And it will be available until this Sunday for free. And then it will be going back into the private student area. And you're very welcome to join us. If you'd like to find out more about the Minimalist Business School and Rita's helpful growling, then just email me or send me a DM on Instagram or in the community, in the atelier. And, and let me know how you're doing with your goals. I would really love to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about people's plans and what they're working on. And I'll see you next week.